This is the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward uh, from a new location. Um, I should yeah. add. Actually, we're both in a different location yeah, uh, we for are. this week. I had last show. week's show here, Dan. We're in OHL markets for this yes, week's we are. show. Yes, we are. OHL finals markets. Yeah. Last two fi- last yeah. finals for one team. For one of them. Yeah, a lot, two finals ago. One, one team has been in last for quite a while now. Um, <laughs> but Colin Ward is in the land of the London Knights right now. Uh, good old London, uh, Ontario. And with yeah, whiteout I, conditions, I very much like London. So it's yeah. fitting. Um, well, we're both in whiteout conditions. I mean, we basically can be think after yeah, snow, though. Yeah. Yeah, we're, in the snow, we're in the snow. Yeah, I did a snow angel last week. Never did one this today. Too cold. Yeah, I've, got, I've got two lakes within half an hour's driving distance on either yeah. side. So, did um, are you neighbors with our boy uh, B Cap? Um, from the Niagara Ice Dogs. Uh, not so much neighbors, but yeah, pretty close neighboring cities, I guess you could say. St. Catharines, yeah. he being in Niagara Falls. Oh yeah, get up, yeah. get up every morning. I can't wait for the Red Wings and Sabres to play. Man, I'll be there every game now. Don't got to drive back to Brantford. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be incredible! It's such an easy good. trip over the border too for you. Yeah. How far is that away? Um, probably like because the Fort Erie it sucks. You get on the stretch past like the turnoff to Niagara Falls, and it's it's kind of far-ish. It's farther than you think, actually. It's probably like from from my place, twenty five thirty minutes to the border. Um, that's then, not bad. Though. And then of nice. course another uh, another ten fifteen to. Uh, to key bank center so it's good yeah yeah but uh that's one thing i never understood about the nhl you put like games like toronto detroit on a weeknight you put like toronto or detroit buffalo on a weeknight toronto buffalo on a week like that's that's the stupidest thing you've ever i've ever heard like well, generate the, the most revenue on the weekend oh baseball's horrible who puts the tigers and jays during the week that is a horrible idea day. that's that's a joke, opening day honestly that's a the joke. yeah yeah, but lately, other than this year, other than opening day, the Tigers Jays series relatively have been pretty good. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Like they used to be on weeknights. I used to hate that when you look at the schedule and you see the weeknight game in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I can't make it to Detroit, Michigan, yeah. on a Wednesday night for a seven ten first pitch. And by the way, six thirty. Six thirty now. Yeah. <laughs> Move to Windsor, Morty. Just kidding. There's nothing in Windsor. You imagine we're on totally different spectrums. Oh my god. That'd be unreal. We're meeting in Hamilton for games. Yeah, it's a long drive. Yeah. You'd be you'd, you'd still be recording the best podcast in Windsor. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you'd bring a, you'd bring a couple of championships to Windsor. So stay classy, Windsor. <laughs> Little salute. We just did the Yager salute. Yep. For anyone, yeah. I wish maybe. we got to get this. Sh- we got to get this show on a uh, TV. Yeah, we do. That, honestly, we have maybe this. That maybe that might be this week's pitch. Um, get it on TV because some I gotta stop doing this because all like the gestures and stuff I do, yeah. I need it on TV. Just need to get it on there. Um, I know there's some guys listening, uh, but I think that I think it would be time because I think yeah. they should. I think like the OHL at 60 would be perfect for TV just because like the Hammer Town one's great, don't get me wrong, but the OHL at 60 when we get guest off from around the league, I think it would be really good. Yeah. So we gotta get it on. Yeah, we have okay. to, we'll get her going. Yeah, and by the way, I just saw last week's Twitter poll came out about the snow. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, and then um, Friday was phenomenal, by the way. Thank you, um, Winter, for that. That was horrendous. Yeah. Not not a fan. Um, yeah, you didn't yeah, you didn't make it in, right? To Hamilton. You're moving. No, oh god, no. No, no, no. That no. was terrible. Well, I was yeah, supposed was to play hockey on either. Friday night, and then yeah, then snow happened. So Yeah, it's not I a chance. Play. I didn't I didn't go. Yeah, I didn't do that either. Um, I know there are a lot of people stranded at the game. Um hotel was very busy to share it and connecting to Jackson Square and Hamilton was big. And I hope for everybody listening that attended games on the weekend, I hope everyone's okay, had a safe ride home and uh, drive mm-hmm. responsibly. Um, crazy. Yeah, that, I mean, that crowd at First Ontario Center felt like you either oh, live downtown or B took the bus. Yeah. And I hope, and I hope other teams as well adapted that are allowed to use their arena. And um, people that couldn't use the seats on Friday were allowed to get them refunded for another game or get their money back. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, I mean, the circumstances are what they were. And you have to be fair with that. And yep. you just had to give it back. I mean, I felt sorry for Erie. Erie had a tough weekend. Big win. Big win on Saturday night against Peterborough Beats. Yes. But um, Peterborough, that's a team. I don't know what they are, man. I don't know what the Peterborough Beats are. Um, you watch them play, and they have all the talent in the world. Um, they look so good one night and the next they don't. Um, mm-hmm. They're in games. I mean, they get what they have. Lennox having a 54 safe shutout, 59 safe shutout there on Thursday. Like, what are you going to do, right? Like, run into a goaltender like that yeah. um, who's playing well at least recently and Tristan Lennox is the second on spirit. But it's just crazy to think. Like, I look at Erie and, like, you're in Kitchener Friday, and the OHL schedule making was terrible this year. Quite frankly, it was mm-hmm. pathetic. I mean, especially Bulldogs, late in the year. Yeah. Well, the Bulldogs started off with like three or four straight home game, road games. Yeah. <laughs> the defending champions should play on a Thursday night. That should be the that should be a new rule, or the Wednesday night like the NHL. So have one game of the defending champions mm-hmm. going head to head either with the past finalists because the weather's good, so you can have that trip. Windsor Hamilton in October. Thank you. Both teams are going to take that. Okay. And plus, it generates more revenue for the first game of the year. Can you imagine Windsor or Windsor Hamilton this year um, yeah. opening night or, or Hamilton North Bay? I was going to say, or you look at yeah, yeah, because Hamilton North Bay. You look the at like the the most recent uh, runner up, I should say, to the champion, or like the biggest rival. So, say Peterborough or Oshawa wins. The OHL championship. Oh, yeah. Opening night, you raise the banner against the other club, right? Oshawa, Oshawa Peterborough. That's one of the biggest Oshawa rivalries Hamilton in the year. Yeah, Oshawa Hamilton. Yeah. That was a very good crowd. I mean, they gave out the rings beforehand. A lot of people came out to watch the banners raised. So, I mean, like from that standpoint, showcase. I think that was a that was a good opponent to have yeah. on opening Just night. Just the dates. Just the dates. The schedule. Yeah. I feel so sorry. I feel so sorry for Erie this weekend. You imagine mm-hmm. so Friday night, Friday night, they go to Kitchener. Saturday night, they play at home against the Peterborough Peets. Sunday afternoon, originally at 2, postponed to 4, or delayed to 4, not postponed, um, delayed till 4 p.m. in Hamilton. What are we doing? Yeah, like, that doesn't make a lot I mean, of sense. You know, what, you know why Hamilton never played? Because of the venue. But, um, Toronto, not Hamilton Rock, um, had a home yes. game. Yes, Or a home game away from home or something like that, yep. along those pressures. Not um, in Toronto. Yeah, yes, exactly. The Toronto might, Rock had a game in Hamilton. Might as well so, call them the Edmonton Airport because it's like two hours outside of Edmonton. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. But I'm, And it like, probably takes two hours to get from Scotiabank Arena to First Ontario Centre on certain days. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So 
it's one of those things where it's like I get why because of the venue purposes and venue rentals there. Um, there's already an event going on there. Um, but that's one of those things with the schedule. I wish there's a little bit more going on. But, hey, there's a lot mm-hmm. of things in Hamilton going on right now behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if I can say it yet, but there's one uh, juicy rumor going around there from a pretty good source with Hamilton. And, uh, Reese, you were talking before we went on air about it. I'm not going to say it, but there are pretty uh, – there's some big rumors going around about the venue right now in Hamilton. I'll just say that. And um, we're not surprised. Not I'm not surprised at all, at all from this. Um, not at all. But there's some stuff going on behind the scenes right now in Hamilton. Or not going on behind the scenes, I guess I could say. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. And uh, I wish the schedule making was a little bit better this year. And I hope that's one thing for next year it's better on. Yeah. Because there's some, there's some things oh. that need to be changed in the league. The league, I mean, it's such a good hockey league, but we got to make our schedule better for some of our teams. I get it. You can't help it. But why is Erie going back home after? Like, it makes no sense. And then like, Hamilton was like that, too. Hamilton starts off in Guelph on a Friday, then Saturday in Peterborough. Mm-hmm. And then the following week in Owen Sound. Like, what is that? Two two Midwest teams? Like, that's well, that's very rare. I mean, I'll take that road trip to Owen Sound any day in October over now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. still, but, it's I mean, still a question. Well, and you think it's going to be even more difficult for them next year, right? Hamilton is moving even more west to Brantford, right? You're looking at an hour's trip away from London, half an hour from Kitchener. Not that it's far from Kitchener now, but, yeah. um, you know, 45, 50 minutes from Guelph, which is kind of what it is right now anyways. I mean, you move further away from all of your east division rivals. You move further away from the Ice Dogs who is only half an hour trip. Now you're looking at an hour. Mississauga yep. Steelheads, you're now looking at an hour. Oshawa Generals, you're looking at probably hour Same. and a half, two hours. Yeah. Um, now Peterborough it's gets good. even further. You feel for Jeez. Ottawa, especially with the trip they had to go through uh, yeah. was it, like three, four weeks ago coming here. Like a month ago now. Yeah, it's... But... Mm-hmm. It's, it's a tough, tough job, absolutely. We're not saying that it's it, it's easy, but it, it's like it's definitely going to be harder. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they actually look at the divisions and say, "Okay, we got to actually do something." Especially if it works out that's in Brantford and the Bulldogs. And that's actually what I was wondering. Say. Like they well, got to that... take a real good look at the divisions and kind of figure out what works a lot better because Ottawa cannot play a Friday night against the London Knights and make it to Brantford for a Saturday game at four. Not that they're going to play it for. That might have just been a Hamilton thing because they're close to Toronto as well. with the Maple Laughs playing at 7 o'clock. Um, yeah, when we're was probably looking at more. Stanley Cup? Yeah, pretty long ago, 1967. Um, which, by oh, the way, okay. I would like to give a shout-out to uh, Brandon Caputo, the host of the Dog Pound podcast, <laughs> uh, covering the Niagara Ice Dogs. Tried to chirp me that the uh, – well, actually, Detroit's won two championships since then. The Detroit Tigers, I should say. Uh, they've won a championship in 1968 and uh, 1984. Here we go, like the views. And uh, Brandon, you know, we, we were chirping something. We were talking about Vin Scully, and I go, nah, the uh, the real guy that I listened to was Ernie Harwell, the late great voice of the Detroit Tigers. And he goes, oh, yeah, didn't call very many World Series, did he? I go, well, the Tigers won in 68 and 84, but all right. And he goes, wow, yeah. 68, that's even longer than the Leafs. I go, no, it's not. Their last championship was in 67. Thank you. But they've also won it in 1984. Did you miss that part of the text? Come on, Brandon. Let's go. Enough <laughs> of your Yankees. You've had enough of them. You played oh. your little league ballpark. But 
Yeah, hey, I can't talk our ballparks. Your ballpark's a joke. It's an amusement park. You're, that's still <laughs> well, not a ballpark. Have you, ever been to the city of, have you ever been to the city of Toronto and sporting events in Toronto, the fans in Toronto? It's just, I mean, it's a, it's there's gotta, no baseball it's fans be at the games. They're just there. It's the thing to do. So they're there. I would say, I would say out of the 35 to 40,000 people there, three and a half thousand are actual baseball fans. Hmm. They know what a Bach is. Yeah. yeah. Half the fans yeah. have no idea what a Bach is, probably, as we talk yeah. about baseball here on a hockey show. But. Yeah, um, but um, no, I was wondering about that though. Honestly, I was wondering about that about the divisions. I was going to ask you that. That was my next question. Yeah. What do we think the divisions go? I mean, we've always heard talks. I mean, Owen, why does no one sound move over to play? Mm-hmm. I mean, how close it is to Barry? Barry might be the closest OHL team to Owen Sound. Yeah. Why does no one? Why does no one sound move over? I mean, Owen Sound, I don't think is going directly through Toronto traffic to get to Oshawa. No, because you could probably cut over it's to Barry north, and right? maybe and, come and down as far. I don't know if you come down the 400, hop on the 407 to avoid Toronto. Like, I don't know. Peterborough, the Peterborough best would be a good trip that. for them. Yeah, Peterborough would be good. I agree with that. That's why, um, I, that's why I wonder That's why I wonder if yeah. Owen Sound, because we see Owen Sound play Sudbury in the preseason all the time. Mm-hmm. I think this Most is a good debate. Yeah, I think we leave this debate for, like, beginning of August, because as of right now, the Mississauga Steelheads do not have an arena for next season. As far as we know, there's still no deal for them to return to the Paramount mm-hmm. Fine Food Center. Who knows what's yeah, actually going to happen? Spoke out. Yeah, I, know I know in the offseason, their mayor spoke out about how they like having the steelheads there. Yeah. it might Again, it might but, just be a wait till the end of the season and then we'll talk it out, get hockey done with, and then we'll focus on the business. That could very well be um, what's going on here. Yeah. But again, you st- you'd still have to throw that into the mix. You know, say we get into, oh, say we get to July 1st, Mississauga doesn't have a deal. Well, you have less than two months to figure out where you're going to play, where you're going to have training camp, where you're going to set all your players up. And I mean, even yeah. if, even no, if the, yeah, even sponsors. if the main bowl's not up to par and ready to go. I mean, they always have the complex at the, at the Paramount Fine Food Center, uh, a couple more uh, ranks, but you know it's something to think about, right? And that's why I think August yeah, is a good timeline for that. Ha- yeah, have that divisions talk, and maybe not that we dedicate a whole show to it, but we probably could in the summer. Not a whole lot going on, right? Yeah. August is kind of you know you're par- preparing for training camps, but you're really it's it's still too early to kind of look at teams and where they're going to be for the yeah. for the season. So, um, it, yeah, I think it'll be a it'll be worth the the debate especially with Brantford it, it it would technically be a western team a western conference team you would expect to play in Brantford um absolutely uh, probably and not then, for year 1 but maybe if they realize ice dogs too. yeah absolutely yeah there you go cuz the ice dogs ice dogs i mean to get to Erie you have to go through Niagara for much yeah. for Guelph Kitchener I'd imagine they go that way yeah um so you're going through Niagara to get there. So that's another team where I would imagine we get switched off. Um, I wonder, Mississauga. I wonder, Mississauga. And I mean, not that any team's going to be moving. And I know the travel wasn't great before. That's why it's no longer there. But what about Cornwall? And that's what I kind of was wondering as well. Nice facility. Yeah. Um, they have a facility there. They've got the population. That would be a definite East team that you wouldn't have to move. I mean, maybe you throw them into East Division and you throw the Bulldogs into the Central if that ends yeah. up happening. You know, you throw like, you throw the Bulldogs in with Niagara, Barrie. Man. Um, who else is there? North Bay, Sudbury. 
there there's oh. a division. I think that's a pretty decent travel. I think that's a lot better um, than just having Cornwall there in the central division being past Peterborough and Oshawa who are in the East. Um, yeah. You know, but then have the venue. Yeah. But then you bring up again, does Owen sound fit better in the Eastern conference, throw them in the central division uh, yeah. with, with Barry and, uh, and North Bay Sudbury and Niagara. Although Niagara would be kind of the wild card out there. They'd be the one. Um, You'd have to switch south ish team, but yeah. Well, I think you would go. Then I think you would switch London to the West division. With Sarnia Windsor, what a division that would be. Yeah. And then you go Hamilton. But then there's always been talks. I mean, Sue, Sue is closer to Saginaw, right? But then there's talks mm-hmm. Sue, right? Sudbury, North Bay. Um, it's such an interesting debate, debate. but I would say, like, look at Owen Sound. That's a bubble team that would go over to the east that would switch in favor of the Bulldogs. Yeah. And then you look at it. Because you can't make that trip from Brantford. Like you said, Reese, you can't make that trip from Kingston all the way to uh, – like how Kingston on the Friday night played at home against mm-hmm. Mississauga, and then Saturday they played Hamilton. You can't make that trip to Branford, and then you come um, back home the tough. next day. Like that's yeah, and play it too. You literally have zero chance. You literally have zero chance. And I mean, the Erie Otters lineup. You look at the Erie Otters lineup on Sunday afternoon in Hamilton. I mean, Downey scratched the goalie. You um, started a sixteen-year-old goalie in this fourth OHL game. Um, you don't really have much of a shot going into those games. I mean, it's not fair competition at all. And I can see why the teams mutually agreed, by the way. Um, the teams mutually agreed to play at four instead of two because of that. It's a tough travel. I mean, Erie was leaving right after the game on Saturday to for Hamilton. And I believe the team might have stayed in Niagara. Mm-hmm. Um, not 100% sure about that. But that's a long, that's a long ride home because I'm sure – I'm sure the team would want to go set up at the rink. Equipment staff, I'm sure, would want to go to the arena. Sudbury did that a couple of weeks back, two weeks ago now. Um, yeah, you Sudbury, dropped the team off at the hotel. Everyone else goes to Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. and it's like 1, 1, 1 a.m., 1 30 in the morning when you get there. So it's tough. Um, it's a tough drive. That's a tough trip. That shouldn't be really a thing that happens. Yeah. So I hope that gets all sorted out because it's not really fair. There's some teams that want to do that. The majority of the teams do. Um, I love what Kitchener does. I really love how Kitchener travels with the van. I think that's yeah. clutch. Yeah, they have I the mean, separate truck in the trailer, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's, that's smart. Yeah, that's huge because the players just load it up inside the ring. Yeah. Open staff can get out um, ASAP, right? So that's nice. Yeah. You get ahead of the gang mm-hmm. and uh, get everything sorted out. But I I really like that. I know Sudbury did that a couple weeks back as well um, when they came to Erie and Hamilton. So that might be a road trip thing, but I know Kitchener does it majority of the time every game, but that's one thing, yeah, for August we'll definitely have to discuss because um, it, there's a lot going on right now and there's a lot of movement, a lot of juggling. And I think there's got to be some sort of move here down the stretch. Um, but I just want to mention about my thoughts on the weekend, Reese. Uh, I don't know if you watched that game, London, London Windsor on Thursday, but we're starting to see playoff atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Um, 6,000 plus out. at the Wafku Center, yeah. Yeah, and Sarnia sold out in yep. – Against London, and I was going to say we might, we might, as, might as well lead off our headlines with that. Um, playoff hockey yeah. is is, yeah. is well underway. You could say to end the uh, to end the regular season because yeah, I mean you think oh. about think about you're, we're going to see Windsor and London. I think that you know Windsor, London, Sarnia are the three teams that'll probably be fighting for those two spots um, in the conference finals. So you know all three of those barns are going to be packed. 
um, right down the stretch yeah. here. And I mean, first round is what it is. These teams are playing so well. Wouldn't surprise me if we see a four game sweep from all three of them. Although one of them will um, be tasked with playing the Kitchener Rangers, which, you know, it's not a, uh, it's not a very easy opponent despite their spot in yeah. the standings, but you would have to think yeah. that even, you know, despite the roster Kitchener has, they haven't lived up to what they are supposed well, to be. A, they're the, they're the Peterborough of the West. They're, they're not yeah, winning the four that we thought. Yeah, when I watch when I watch when I watch Kitchener, I watch Flint, watch Nolan Sound, watch Guelph. Those four teams, I tell you, it's like what team wants to move up in the standings out of those four mm-hmm. from five to eight? That's what it's down for for positioning. I think Kitchener either finishes eighth or seventh. I don't think they finish any higher. Um, it'll be close. And with Nolan Sound losing two games in a row now, though, where that's another thing. And here's my point: where you look on Friday night. Owen Sound comes into Hamilton and absolutely walks the dog. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, it was impressive. I mean, and there's a talking point for after this one because I think Colby Barlow showcased why he's the best OHL or best prospect up for the NHL draft. Um, what a player. Um, maturity level, everything about him. What a hockey player he is. But Owen Sound beats Hamilton 5 2 Friday night. Sunday. 3-2 Kitchener over Owen Sound. So it's like, okay. Then you come back the next day and you play terrible. I just – it was just weird. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday – or on Saturday, Flint – Guelph comes into Flint. Flint just walks them 10-3. to 3. So it's like Guelph gets hot. Guelph gets hot. Guelph starts to play good hockey. Next thing you know, they lose 10-3. to 3. Uh, Kitchener, they lose – everyone knows how Kitchener's been. You'll lose a couple in a row, but then they'll win a couple in a row. So you don't know what they are. One day they're Cy Young, the next year Neil Young. Um, <laughs> you don't know what they are. They're bits and bites. You don't know what they're what you're going to get. Yeah. And then Owen Sound. Owen Sound looks pretty good. Next thing you know, they lose two in a row. So you really don't know who you're who you're playing, and you don't know who who wants to finish in that five spot. There's a good opportunity for these teams. I mean, Owen Sound with the two games in hand on Guelph, Kishner with two games in hand on Flint. You look at those two teams, and it's like, okay, what one of you teams want to grab that spot? It's the balls in your court. You, um, It's yours to lose. It's your ball to drop. And it's like, who wants it? I mean, you look at these teams, it's been like that all year. And that's why I say, yeah, I get it. There's early talk. It's early. It's early. But sometimes the clock runs out. Sometimes the clock hits zero, and you can't adjust. And sometimes there isn't second chances. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. I mean, I watch them play. And I don't know what team wants it. Um, yeah, well, the talents there. Owen Sound. Owen Sound could have five or six 30 goal scorers, no problem on that team. I mean, they've had some injuries. They've had some flu bug going around. But um, Guelph, Guelph could have the best defense in the Ontario Hockey League, hands down. But when you look at their when you look at their goal differential, it wasn't great. Um, That's the thing. Like, we're Guelph's the eerie of last year. Could you imagine what? They would have been yes. if they started on time. Oh, like I mean, right we're we're not talking a Kitchener London start zero and four to start the year, but the the Guelph Storm, we fully expected them to be competing for that division title um, in the Midwest. You know, yeah. it didn't pan out. Now they see themselves in fifth place, and probably that's where they're going to stay unless the Saginaw Spirit end up choking and Guelph wins every game um, yeah. the rest of the way. But you hey, know, like you like you said. Yeah, it's it's 219 goals for, 250 goals against. That it's is your like, problem right there. The puck could not stay out of your net. 
early on in the season. You could not prevent goals no matter what you did. Yeah, (laughs) a lever helps a lot with that, absolutely. The lever um, trade was incredible for them. Right. Um, and it was good for Oshawa as well. Jacob Oster goes to Oshawa and plays really good. Three to four starts. He, he's one of the reasons that they of. are in a playoff spot right now. Um, yeah. And why they will probably make the playoffs looking at the way Kingston's gone being. I would say the East is locked. I'd say the East, I'd say the East is locked down. I don't yeah. think there's going to be oh, any so, changes now in the East. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Positional wise. Yes. But playoff potential wise. No, I think the teams yeah. that are in the playoffs right now are going to make the playoffs in the East. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to change much. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting to me. It's like, who wants it? Who wants it? Who mm-hmm. wants to be good? Um, who wants to get that position? Because I'm telling you, it's a big spot, especially for that seventh spot. It's so important to stay at a seventh. I would say it's so important to stay at a sixth. I'd say the fifth spot is like second place right now for those teams. It's like first <laughs> place for those teams, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, no offense to the Saginaw Spirit, but they're a young team. If mm-hmm. if the Kitchener Rangers were to somehow finish fifth place, I'm taking the Kitchener Rangers over the Saginaw Spirit. Yeah. Unless I'm Lennox and Oak play really good. I'm t- I, either way, I'm still taking the Kitchener Rangers over the Saginaw Spirit in probably six games. Um, yeah. Flint, Saginaw would be very interesting. That'd be a very interesting series right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a toss-up. Owen Sound, Saginaw would be interesting. Possibly take the attack. To be honest, if the attacker healthy, mm-hmm. I like Owen Sound. I mean, they had the tra- they could have had the trade of the year. By the way, the two trades of the years came courtesy of the Niagara Ice Dogs. Who would have thunk it? I mean, Dylan, Dylan, <laughs> they had enough opportunities. Yeah, they played themselves well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dylan Dylan Rubric, Oshawa would have traded the Matthew Path that's going to Owen Sound. Yeah. Oh yeah. After what? After what? Niagara paid for Pappas? That's basically a waiver a claim. Yeah. That's basically a waiver claim. When I look around the guys that got traded for an eighth round pick this year, Matthew Pappas for an eighth. Owen Sound. Like I look at Owen Sound and I look at their roster and I'm like, oh yeah, they got that guy. Owen Sound's so good at taking a waiver on a player. Yeah. And I mean it's not really a waiver because we knew what Pappas was doing in Sarnia. And there's so we know what they can do, right? They'll take some they'll take waiver on a player. Next thing you know, they're really good. And um, Delta Gray does a really good job in, uh, in uh, Owen Sound. Mm-hmm. But Owen Sound's a team that I think can win that first-round matchup in the four spot. Owen Sound definitely doesn't win the 6-3 spot, which they're in right now playing the Sarnia Sting. So that's tough. That's why that five spot's so important. And then Guelph's sagging out right now. I'm probably taking Guelph. I like Lever, man. I love Lever. Yeah. I mean, we saw what he could do all year this year against the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Um, Lever's a star. Lever's a star goaltender in this league. Um, I think he's very underrated, and I'm very excited to see what he can do. Um, and I can and see what Guelph can do in a series against Saginaw. I would take Guelph. So I look at that right now, and I would say it is so important to get into that five spot right now for those teams. First place is five. A lot of teams for teams like Kitchener to catch you are currently in the eighth spot. That's a lot of teams to pass. I mean, you got to go through Flint, Owen Sound, and Guelph. That's a lot, but mm-hmm. with three weeks remaining, but I would really, I would really be cracking down. That would be the goal right now. Five spot is the one spot right now for those teams. They desperately have to get in there. No one sound out of those teams desperately has to play better hockey. Three and seven in their last mm-hmm. 10 isn't good enough. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Colin. Um, it's, it's like we're, Last three weeks of the season, here we come. Yeah, um, I just wanted to mention – sorry. I just want to mention one thing afterwards, Reese, before we go to break. I just want to mention one thing. Um, I just want to mention uh, Bo Jelzman's 100th career point, the show guest. 
not a big deal. Yeah. Um, congrats, Bo, on your 100th point. So I just wanted to mention that before we went to break. Um, sorry to cut you off. No, no, that's all right. That's all right. I just want to throw, run through a couple of headlines here. Uh, we got about two minutes left until uh, we hit the break. Um, we have a couple of division champions already. Uh, the Ottawa 67s and London Knights, 67s. Uh, clinching the East Division as we currently speak here on Monday, March 6th for a Tuesday, March 7th release. The Ottawa 67's 93 points, um, which is <laughs> a very <laughs> wide gap between them and the next team. The Peterborough Peets are the next team in that East Division. Ottawa with 93 points, Peterborough with 65. So I think it was a pretty, I think it was a lock right right away once we saw the run Erie or uh, Ottawa went on. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's a very wide gap. And of course, the London Knights, 84 points. They are first uh, right now in the Western Conference, two points up on Windsor with a game in hand. Next closest team in that Midwest Division. The fifth place, Guelph Storm, 65 points, uh, 19 behind the first place. London Knights also, uh, Hunter Haight wanted to mention that. He signed with the Minnesota Wild, his three-year entry-level deal. Uh, so congrats to him. Uh, OHL announced their Academic Players of the Month for February of 2023. Uh, in the West Division, it is Easton Wainwright of the Sarnia Sting. Midwest Division is Matthew Andonofsky of the Kitchener Rangers. Andrew Wysick of the Niagara Ice Dogs in the Central. And Luca Morelli, the East Division Academic Player of the Month. Also, if you missed this interview, uh, go listen to it on the Hammertown podcast. Uh, we spoke with Gavin White. You know, as he returned to the Bulldogs lineup earlier this season before getting moved to Peterborough, he has also signed his three-year entry-level deal uh, with the Dallas Stars. So congratulations uh, to Gavin White on that achievement yeah. for sure. Um, where else do I want to guy here. We'll have to have him on this show. Yeah, we we'll got him. We'll have him on yeah. this show as well. I agree. Um, also, the Ontario Hockey League announced the launch of the Center of Excellence um, with numerous locations across Ontario in partnership with Power Edge Pro Hockey. Uh, I'm not going to read the full article here, but if you want to go check it out, it is on the OHL's website. Um, just look for the big PEP Center of Excellence logo um, on that front page. Um, the second annual officiating uh, prospect development combine is taking hey, place June can... 8th to 10th. And, I have a question. Uh, item number one is dropping the puck. <laughs> Thank you. Nailed it. J- High just five. kidding. I don't know what it is. That'd be. No. But uh, yeah, nice that should there. be That's number smooth. one because it's been that kind of a season where you're wondering you know what, what the heck is going on. A bleeping puck. Like I honestly I'm believe. I honestly believe that. Like, and Mr. Branch, Commissioner Branch, if you're listening to this, let us come out and teach the lines, teach your linesmen and referees that are going to drop pucks. Let yes. us teach it. I, I'm tired of the pump fake. Like, what are we doing? It's not basketball. Are you going to cross them up too? Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. when you watch the linesman close at the faceoff, it's gone to the point where literally I'll stop it in slow motion, watch the replay just to watch their form. And, oh, like, my God. You'll watch them. And this is where I wish we were on TV. And you watch them drop the puck, and you'll see them, like, jolt the wrist down just a little bit. Next thing you know, you'll see them jump that. Whistle waved out. Yeah. Like, drop the puck. Like, we come to watch the hockey game, not the officials. Hey, yes. their, their, their time can be the two laps around the rink before uh, the teams come out. The solo laps. 
the official laps. Yeah. Like before the you, intermission. You hear boos every game, no matter how big the crowd is for warm-ups, you hear them. So. One time, one time when I was a kid, I forget where it was. It might have been Exeter. We were playing, and before the game, um, they played three blind mice. Right on. That was that's so right funny. on. I, like, I, heard I respect about, officials. I respect officials, but that's funny. Ref officials gotta agree with that one. Like, yeah. just drop the puck, right, and we'll be getting. Well, it's I a love hate relationship, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. My court's open. I saw a video of a minor league game one time, or it might have been college ball in the States, <laughs> um, where the umpires, it was between an inning. And of course, they played three blind mice in between the inning. And all of a sudden, you, you hear the, you see the umpire throw someone out, and you're thinking, oh, someone was arguing balls and strikes or a call. No, he threw out the music guy for playing three blind mice. So no more music the rest of the game. Um, yeah, that's how that went. So right on. Uh, I, I enjoyed that. That was funny. But uh, well, we got our speaker taken away in baseball in the clubhouse. So you guys had a clubhouse in Simcoe, really? Yes, we did. Oh yeah. My God, hey, look you go. Hey, it's like the it's like Delhi, right? Like, hey, you look up population in Delhi online. There's thirty two million. So pretty cool. All right. Of course, that's Delhi, India. Yeah. So but <laughs> we'll just say it's Ontario. You come oh, be prepared man. for traffic. That time, yeah. it's backed up. I'm getting a lot of looks right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh lastly, before we hit the break here, um, this is the headline right now on the OHL website. Um Mike Craig, he's a scout for the Oshawa Generals, um, is now battling cancer. Um, there's a GoFundMe page up. Uh well, the link is up on the OHL's website. So, you know, Mike Craig has been a scout for 15 seasons. For 15 years uh, with the Oshawa Generals, yeah, he's uh, been diagnosed with cancer. So um, our thoughts and prayers are with you, Michael, and your family. Um, and yeah, for any, for anyone um, that wants the link to the GoFundMe page, it is up on the Ontario Hockey League website. So we'll share that as well. Uh, it'll yeah. be on our old Challenge 60 website as well, or on Twitter. We will. Um, you can check it out there. I'll, I'm currently retweeting it right now, but yeah, it's terrible. Terrible yeah. news. Sucks. Yeah, there's a four-letter word that I'm not going to say on here, but bleak cancer. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, time to hit the break. When we come back, uh, we'll get to the players of the week. Um, and then an interesting conversation. Are we at the point now where we can start discussing coach of the year, GM of the year, looking at the MVP, cool. goaltender of the year? We look at rookie of the year. I think we are. I think we're three weeks out. We can start to have that debate. I mean, the point, point totals are starting to show who kind of is that clear favorite for MVP. Um, you know, the trade deadline has been gone for a while now. We can start to talk about the general manager, the coach, um, the goaltender. And I mean, that kind of ties into our players of the week uh, discussion in a minute. But we will talk about that. Uh, games coming up this weekend that we're going to be uh, glued to the TV for. And then the power rankings, of course to end off the show. So hope you stick around. That is all next here on the OHL and 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL and 60 podcast. I'm Reese Domaney along with Colin Ward. Had a uh, interesting ta- chat 
I was yeah. about to say debate, but it wasn't really a debate because I didn't really debate anything. Um, interesting talk or chat about uh, The Bachelor. Yeah. So, um, so I think we have to make that a Twitter poll this week on our Twitter, Twitter at the and 60 podcast. Um, yeah, for our fans, do you watch The Bachelor? Absolutely. Hey, you know what I do? Honestly. I'm I think I'll be on. the only person to say no. I feel like everybody I know watches it. Except for me, I'm and my dad. My dad will never watch it. But. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, though, there's a lot of drama. It's a good. It's honestly, it's a good show. Um, the other show that they mentioned, I had no idea what it was. What is it? Love is blind. Love is blind. All right. Didn't know that one at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know no. what that is. But yeah, The Bachelor. I think honestly, I think you'd be a fan of it. It's not as bad as you think. I don't know. I just, it's, I don't know. It's I good. enjoy sports more. Oh, absolutely. And I do as yeah. well. But it's, it's a good show. Like, we get behind it. Like, we just watched last Monday's episode today. And we're not even done it, I don't think. So mm. it's a slow process. But so that's your post show, uh, show, post podcast show. Yeah, probably. I'm getting the nod. Yes. All right. So. Well, there you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what? It's a pretty good show. Um, I don't mind it. I like it. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that do. I'm in a bachelor pool. I told you about. It. I do fantasy bachelor. Um, girlfriend and her sister and her friend. I'm in a bachelor pool. I'm not in last place. So that's good. I think that was my goal. Just don't finish. This will not be last. Yeah, don't finish last place. Week one, I was negative two. Ooh, not that's great. Tough. I think I'm at 387 points now, though. What on a heater? Yeah. So how do, how do you get point? What? So don't cry. If they cry, there's negative. If they come on, kiss, what? Um, I don't know all the rest. If I guess if you move on, you I would imagine you get something. If you get a individual date, I think it's called a one-on-one date. That's a plus. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And by the way, since I'm in London, great uh, Canadian bagel incredible it'll change your life like honestly tim horton's bagels it's not the same man i got something to compete with your with your bagel company don't worry so i mean we first discovered it on uh uh at the corner of john r and 16 mile in troy michigan um einstein bros bagels they are they are good Okay. Very good. Right, right down the uh, right in the same plaza as well. What used to be Hockey Town Authentics. Oh, okay, yeah, Troy. yeah, yeah. Nice, but Great Canadian Bagel is not around too much. Um, there's not many around. There's one in Guelph. What? There's two in London. Hmm. One boat. The ones out by Masonville. I went there on Monday. Man, and... I still have no idea where Masonville is. Really, Masonville? I've heard a lot about it, but I'm like. I know where White Oaks is, but that's honestly, Masonville Mall is basically the London, um, the London, uh, what Lime Ridge. Mm. That's basically what it is. It's big. Gotcha. Um, it has all the name brand stores. I mean, I'm not a big shopper, so a little bit better than White Oaks, then. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's better than White Oaks. All right. all right. But White Oaks has everything you need. But yeah, it's a good spot. Right. but. Yeah, what a fun, uh, what a fun little break that we just had. Yeah, that wow. was interesting. Eh? That was a lot of knowledge, eh? Yeah, um, yeah, that was something. Yeah, 
Yeah. I learned that there's such a thing as a bachelor pool. I didn't know that was a thing. So fantasy bachelor. I can I can tell right now when uh catching that when they listen to the show, our group chat there, um, for Chell is oh, going geez. to erupt. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. gonna hear it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sure Joel will be good about it. Joel's a good guy. Yeah, Joel, oh yeah. Joel doesn't yeah. respond to me. <laughs> it's not too much, anyways. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to the players of the week here before we move on to that uh, awards debate or awards discussion that we're going to have. The OHL player of the week, Dallas Stars prospect Christian Cairo. Two goals, five assists for seven points in three games. He's also a plus six over those three games. Of course, that included a 4 3 victory over the Sioux Greyhounds to clinch a playoff spot in the 2023 OHL playoffs. 6-1 win against the London Knights and a 9-6 win over the Windsor Spitfire. So a lot of scoring for the uh, for the Sarnia Sting over this weekend. And then we'll get to the goaltender of the week, which will kind of lead into our awards. And I guess we're going to start yeah. with goaltender of the year after this one um, because this man will probably win it. Um, Dom DiVincentis, uh, OHL goaltender of the week. Second time this season that he takes home the honor, the Winnipeg Jets prospect had a shutout in two of his victories. Goals against average of one even, nine save percentage, or a save percentage of 972. And let's hop right into it, Colin. Um, yeah, goaltender of the year. I'm just going to pull up the leaders here quickly. You know, goals against average. Uh, Dom is leading by a fair amount, and I think he's probably going to stay the leader for the rest of the season. Uh, 2.45 goals against average. He's second in save percentage uh, at 9.15, but that is just one point shy of Michael Simpson for first place. Wins, he's got the most at 32, um, and then he's fifth in shutouts. He's got three on the season. Michael Simpson has five, um, and Marco Costantini has four, and then he is tied for third. Um with Jacob Oster and uh, uh, Tristan Lennox. But see, he's a front runner right now, Colin. I'd say I don't think it's really up for debate here. And, I mean, Max Donoso has had an unreal season for the Ottawa 67s. He's in the top five in goals against and save percentage. He's second in wins with 29. Um, you know, you have to think those two are, are number, numbers one and two. And, the, and then you throw in the debate there, Michael Simpson and Brett Brochu. Um, you know, they're in the top five for a lot of these categories as well. Um, Grocery just, gets some OA votes as well. Yeah, it's it's top, been a top overage. Yeah, it's been a it's been a very uh very good season for those four. I think those are your four finalists if you have to make the decision today. And I know you really mm-hmm. probably only have to have three because that's usually how it goes, but uh um yeah, yeah I, I I think you put Dom and, and uh Denoso uh one and two. And then you, it's up for debate whether you go Simpson or Brochu right now. Absolutely, I'm going. I'm going. Devin sent this one right now. Devin sent this has been great this year. Um, player of the week, goaltender of the week this week. Uh, he's been great. Um, I'm going. Devin sent this one. Two. I'm going. Michael Simpson. I think you take Michael Simpson out of Peterborough's lineup. I think they're sixth, seventh place right now in the Eastern Conference. Um. For how talented their roster is, I think Simpson gets them a lot of wins. Uh, what I see in Peterborough, I see the Toronto Maple Leafs with Frederick Anderson. Frederick mm. Anderson was great. Frederick Anderson was great for the Maple Leafs. 
he was amazing for the Maple Leafs, but never got any credit. He was only the whipping boy. When they lost, yeah. he got the heat. But when they won, it was all their the big the big shots that they have. Yeah. Um, it was never it was never Anderson. The only fault when they lost. So that's the vibe I kind of get from Peterborough. You know, you hear about the Othman, you hear about the Hayes, or rightly so. You hear about the Backs. You know, you hear about those guys, and they they should be talked about. Those guys are very good. But you take Michael Simpson out of the lineup for the Peterborough Peets, they are a sixth to eighth place team in that conference. It doesn't matter how loaded up they are. Yep. They just aren't. Um, Michael Simpson was a reason why it was even somewhat. I mean, it was a four-game series sweep. But what's the reason why it wasn't – the scores weren't even double of what they were last yeah. year in the playoffs. It was him. competitive for more than half the game. Because of him. Yeah. He was unreal. He was incredible. Um, there were talks where it was like he's only, he can only give up two on 50 shots. Like there were legit talks about that in the press box pregame. Like yeah. in the fact we're talking about it is so respectful. I mean, I have a lot of respect for Michael Sensen. He's a heck of a goaltender. Um I love his game. I think he was very underrated. I don't think he's really gotten the knowledge, the acknowledgement he deserves from media across the OHL. I mean, I think we've always been fans of him. I mean, we gained a lot of respect for him from that series last year. Um, yeah. you know, with the Bulldogs, you know, you saw that last year firsthand. Um, he was great. He was one of the best goaltenders we ran into last year in that playoff run, to be honest. I mean, for Baddick to even sent this in North Bay, we're back and forth. Um, Bazarin and Ranger and Mississauga were good. But Simpson was steady. I mean, Anuska um, and Medina were every other. Like, I would say Simpson was the most steady goaltender out of there in the series. It was only the first round. Steady was um, – he was great, yeah. Simpson. And, uh, yeah, I have a lot of respect for him. And I think he's a really good goaltender, and he's my second. Um, I th- I don't think Peter Bills is a team without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing, right? A lot of the spotlight is focused. I think on, Ottawa's still on their being the starter. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great point, Colin. Yeah, like Ottawa's been able to share the load, right, with the amount of um, yeah the amount of times that they've been able to just go one A, one B. You have a three and three. You go, you go with one guy one night, the next guy the next night, and then you go back to the other guy the previous night, or you can go with whoever played better if you want to go that direction, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Dave Cameron had all sorts of, um, you know, options to go to. He had a you know, pretty easy choice. Yeah, okay, sure. I'll throw your yeah. name in there. You're going to get 110% every night, right? Denoso and McKenzie have just been those guys this season, right? Like like we talk about with, with Drowback and Costantini last year with the Hamilton yeah. Bulldogs, right? You, you, who cares what team's in front of you? Like, yeah. they're both going to get – they're both going to have a great performance. So, you, and- maybe if you don't have your best night, you're going to have the goaltender to back you up. Right. And that's, that's essentially what Simpson has been. Right. And I mean, like you said, you're, you're spot on six to eight in the Eastern conference without Michael Simpson. Right. How many games, I mean, with with us being close with the Bulldogs, you could easily see Michael Simpson winning, you know, one or two of those games against Hamilton because of him, like Peterborough won one or two games because of Michael Simpson. And I mean, you can go throughout the season and, you know, games that you think Peterborough probably should have won. Well, if you take Michael Simpson out of the category, the score is probably even worse than, than 100%. You know, like you said, Colin, it's, it's, it's the talent up front that has to, you know, figure it out for the Pete's in the playoffs. We know what Michael Simpson's going to bring. We know he's going to be great every night. But uh, as you keep talking about, 
Can the team play without the puck? Can they focus on one puck on the ice? Or are we in a situation where Peterborough has too many stars and the team just doesn't mesh? They don't click. So, 100%. 100% agreed with that one. Um, Steven Senthis, I think, hands down. I think Steven Senthis is one of the favorites to be a goaltender for Team Canada next year at World Junior. Um, I agree. I agree with that. Yep. I mean, seventh round pick by Winnipeg. I mean, look at it. I really like Steven Senthis. I mean, he's number one. Simpson, number two for me. Um, I'm going Brochu three, you know, so far. I think Brochu is going to get votes just because he's in OA. This is the last shot. Right. I think there's a – and plus Western Conference, right? Yeah. And, and the run that the Knights be have been on since week three or four, really. Yeah. And Bowen has a lot to do with that, too. Yeah. But both absolutely. their goaltenders. I like what London's doing this year with the goaltenders. I mean, they learned from last year. Mm-hmm. Last year, their season was costed by that, to be honest. Yeah. It wasn't – it was kind of reckless, in my opinion. It wasn't – Great. Uh, it wasn't a great idea to do that. I don't like those idea when you put a workload on a guy. When you're talking about a guy starting 15 straight games to start the season, isn't very smart. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's not a great idea because why? Right. So absolutely. Um. Okay. MVP now, Colin. Um. We'll we'll stay with the players and then, um. We'll we'll go to the coaches and GMs after. Okay. But, uh, um. MVP. Matthew, Matthew Maggio. Matthew Maggio. <laughs> yeah, uh, he leads Matthew in points Maggio. with 98, leads in goals with fit, uh, 47. He'll more than likely get to 50. He's you know, There's a very good chance he gets to 100 points, probably It'll be- in the Windsor Spitfire's first game uh, this coming weekend. You know, He's got 51 assists, which is fifth yeah. most in the Ontario what? Hockey League, and I could just keep scrolling on and on to see how many <laughs> categories this guy is in the top yeah. five for. Um, what what I'm going to say it. What a hell of a year for, for Matthew yeah. Maggio. Um, yes. Yeah. He, he's a big part of what the Spitfires are right now. Um, I'm going Matt. I'm going Maggio past the Joff Lombardi. My top three. I like that. Past the Joff. If past the Joff plays 10 more games, he's the top points leader in the league. Yeah. Yeah. 13 points behind Maggio. You think he would be um, high, you know, a, point per yeah. game or higher so absolutely yeah. i agree with that for sure and then and then lombardi three lombardi's one of the most underrated players in the league mm-hmm. not just saying that because i'm a red wing fan that has nothing to do with that look well, at his numbers when he's the guy that took over when Othman was moved right he was the guy that was expected to you know handle yeah. a lot of the load you know provide a lot of the scoring um be able to energize his team with with his play right i mean all the confidence in the world with with the detroit red wings and the experience that he's had with them um after getting drafted uh, by the wings the fact that he's in the same state as the red wings you know they're probably visiting him more often than maybe some of the other prospects that they have around other than the europeans because detroit loves europeans uh yeah especially in frolunda but uh uh, yeah, Lombard, Lombardi's that that sneaky guy, and we kind of talked about this with Pasquale Zito when we had him on the show about you know late round pick, but you want to be you're going to try to be the best steal of the draft, and not that you know Lombardi was a late pick at all, but you could be looking at three four years down the road, he's making his NHL debut, and of course it could come sooner, but um, maybe yeah, Lombardi draft nasty. class for the wings and say, Oh yeah. Like we talk about the big guns that were taken. Um, this guy was definitely a fly on the wall 
and we're seeing it firsthand here in the Ontario Hockey League as he leads the Firebirds into the playoffs. One hundred percent. Um, next category, uh, rookie Coach? of the year. Uh, let's oh, go rookie. rookie. Of the year? Yeah, man. Yeah, stick with the players. Stick with the players. Rookie of the year, man. That's tough. I've been all over the rookie of the year since it's come in. Right now, obviously, I'd say Misa won. This is tough. One player I really like, but I don't think he's going to win it, is Easton Cowan of the London Knights. I think Easton Cowan in his draft year, what a player he is. Um, I know when you watched him there a few weeks back, Pierce, you thought the same thing about Cowan, him and Parkey together. So nasty with Ryan Winterton there as well in that line. Um, but I'm going to say right now, I'm going Misa. Mm-hmm. Seneca Green Tree. I like Bowen. I really do, but it's kind of too early yet to mention that. Bowen's kind of a vote. He's the moment. Mm-hmm. Um you take Zach Bowen out of the London lineup. I don't I think the record's more effective if Misa, Seneca, and uh Green Tree are out. It's a tough one because mm-hmm. I really like Bowen. Um I really do. But then also Zane Parrick, too, in Saginaw. I really like him. I mean, breaks a record that's been around forever. 33 points in 46 games as a rookie defenseman. It's incredible. All right. I'm going Misa, Seneca, Parrick. I'm in. All right. Hammers down. There you go. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I think that was the clear number one right from the start. I mean, a lot of a lot of people liked Sam Dickinson, but um, of course, as the season went on, you kind of realized, oh yeah, the hunters do this, they develop guys early on they don't overplay them um they're rookies and you know they're gonna learn that you gotta be able to play low line yeah. minutes be on that second third pair and maybe, maybe see 12 to 15 minutes a night whereas the top guys when you're playing top line minutes as a defenseman you know you're you're up over 20 looking at 25 minutes right so um he's learning for sure but um yeah, it's Misa all the way, 100%. Um, all right, uh, we'll go coach, and then we'll head up to the to the front office. Coach of the year. Um, Tough one. For, yeah, it, it really is, right? I mean, Dave Cameron is a, is a pretty pretty good choice for, for coach of the year, especially um, the start that the 67s got off to. And I mean, um, you can, yeah, Alan Latang with the Sting, Mark Savard with the Spitz. After the start, London had Mark Savard or um, Dale Hunter. Um, yeah, well, Dale and, Hunter hasn't won a while either. Yeah, it's uh, you know Marty Williamson. You throw that in there; he's the all-time winning coach in Barry Colt's history now. Ryan Oulahan and North Bay, like all Oulahan deserves votes. Yeah, Oulahan deserves votes. Those, those six teams I just mentioned—it's pre- it's a pretty easy case for all of them. Here's a wild card. I mean, James Richardson, August done after the deadline. And then I had the Twitter pull out on Monday, Jay McKee. Yeah. Um, Jay McKee's in consideration. I mean, I can quickly look at the poll. He had a thousand uh, votes on it. Um, 67% said absolutely. But then a majority of my followers are from Hamilton, for being with the Bulldogs. But yeah, 67%. Um, it's pretty in favor of the. Uh, of it for getting consideration. I don't know if it'll get him a vote. I don't know. I'm sure he'll get votes. 100%. Jamie McKee will get votes. But I don't know what will, uh, if it'll have enough. But yeah. um, 
I'm going Dave Cameron, one. Alan Latang, two. Dale Hunter, three. Ottawa, Sarnia, London. Um, Savio gets some votes, too. Windsor, four, I would say. And then Ulihan, five. I really like Ulihan. I really do. Mm-hmm. Ulihan was a treat to interview last year. He was really good. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. We were lucky during the conference final being with the Bulldogs because we got Jay, who's great, Jay McKee, um, incredible guy to talk to. And then Savvy with Windsor, Mark Savard. (laughs) Energy. And Ryan Willihan, North Bay, was so good with us. Um, Really good guys. So those three um, definitely would have consideration for me. But I think there's too too much wealth for the guys to rebuild. GMs, on the other hand, though, that's a different story, I think. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, where, where do you look at GM of the year here, Colin? Um, you know, there's, yeah, there's a couple of teams that rebuilded that are right now in the middle of the Eastern Conference standings, teams that sold. Um, yeah, like even Mar- Marty Williamson, of course, is in this category for sure. Yeah, Barry. Um, you know, I still think very, a lot of people forget the, the Anson Thornton um trade like i said i thought that was going to work out from day one i really liked that trade and it has it has worked out barry has put themselves in a position to win the central division after we thought north bay um was going to take it now to take your pick there there are a number of names and i mean it's tough to narrow it down right now but yeah i'm going mark hunter acquiring george diaco ryan humphrey humpy um and uh Ryan Winterton, um, what a deadline for for the London Knights. You talk about the deadline, right? And we're thinking, well, Shane Wright, Shane Wright, Shane Wright. Would Shane Wright really be a good fit for what the London Knights are? I don't think so. No, because he really hasn't played a whole lot of games with the Windsor Spitfires. Oh, no. And I and then, like, we saw what Winterton brought to the table. I mean, we know what Diaco brought to the table, and we definitely know what Humpy brought to the table. Is, yeah. <laughs> he is a more <laughs> offensive um, offensively skilled Adrian Carbonera. I'm telling you right now, London fans are going to love him in the playoffs. They're going to love him. Um, he'll be one of their most impactful players. Yeah. The playoff player. And I think like London did such a good job. Mark Hunter, obviously he knows his lineup. He knows his, the identity of the team. Um, I think Mark Hunter will definitely get votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan Sika, Sarnia, Pastajoff. Yeah. I mean, you get the top scorers. You get the top scorer if he's uh, if you have him for ten more games. Yeah. You get the top scorer in the Ontario Hockey League. Um, James Boyd. James Boyd acquires Mintikoff and Logan Morrison for and never gave up one young player. That's unheard of. For when you look at what Mississauga got in Van Volsen, yeah. um, McDonald, and then you look at Hamilton getting Nick Lardis, Heal Panwar for that matter. Panwar has been a stud. Yeah. Um, but you look at those guys and like what they got um, incredible deadline by Ottawa. James Boyd um, did a very good job, good job recruiting as well. And this goes back in a while. I mean, getting Tyler Boucher to come out of college like that. Uh, I don't know how much of that was said by the senators over Boucher, but you're still yeah. a part of that. And the fact, uh, and the fact Boyd was there for uh, team Canada as well. And comes back for the deadline. Doesn't go to prospects impressive as well. Um, I think Boyd definitely gets one. Uh, James Richmond, I mean, James Richmond, I mean, what they've acquired in Mississauga is incredible. Mm-hmm. And then our guy, Matt Turek. Um, Matt Turek's been incredible. And the best part is when you talk to Matt, he's such a positive guy. And I say this so many times, it's so repetitive, but every time you talk to Matt, you feel instantly positive. Um, 
And he's such he knows the lineup. He's a good development guy. And I mean, the fact that Hamilton Bulldogs got better after the trade deadline is incredible. Yeah. I mean, they gave up this year. Marco Costantini, a number one goalie on a team that would have won the Memorial Cup if a team didn't have five weeks off. Um, because the two best teams there were Hamilton and Edmonton yeah. by far. Um, Marco Costantini, Gavin White, Ryan Winterton, George Diaco, um, Ryan Humphrey. So interesting. Mark right? Duart. Mark Duart. Um, what else do I have? I have I'm missing it. Of course, you lose McTavish, but that wasn't a trade. So, White, Costantini, Diaco, Hayes, yep. Peterton, Humphrey, Duart, seven. You put those seven guys, I mean, overagers and what it is, but you put those seven guys in the lineup, it's a different story for the Bulldogs. The fact that they were able to turn that over and do what they did on the fly. I mean, Nick Lardis is going to be a 35-goal scorer um, mm-hmm. at 17 years old. And they're going to get possibly two fifty goal seasons out of them. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, with Seahill Panwars brought to the table, it's too bad it's just one year. I'm um, yeah. covering the Bulldogs. It's the best hockey I've ever saw Seahill play. Um, he's been great, and I watched them play, and they're it's a good hockey team. I mean, drove back in net with Malbuff, Igorov coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Turk. You would expect to see Igorov coming up this weekend, two games against the Ice Dogs. Yeah, but the Kelty B's playoffs, Junior B play. Yeah, that's AHL the only playoffs. thing. Although I think they're taking care of Welland pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, they both shot them. Welland goaltending has been really good, though. Um, But, yeah, they've uh, – with the Junior B playoffs, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Carson Lloyd, third-round pick, defenseman. Yeah. Uh, very good defense. Um, Heard the trade from London. And then uh, Callum Chanowski from Thorold. Mm-hmm. He's been good. Um, then the trades with with London getting Ben Bujal, um, Cedric Zanoki Tandu for an eight for an eighth round pick. Yeah, yeah, that was a yeah, that was that last minute. Oh, I like that move. That's a good move for for your third pairing defense. Best yeah. one, best one was too, but but it was too late when I was trying to get that one player. Not going to say who. Yeah, yeah. Can't say that. No kidding. Eh? <laughs> That's the best part. That would have been the effect of all the facts. I know. It was yeah. close. It was close, but yeah, he liked them. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fun ones. But Matt Turk, yeah. Mark Hunter, James Richmond, Dylan Sika, James Boyd. Mm-hmm. Five. Yeah. One I don't have a one yet. Uh, it's tough. Like I don't know. I don't know if you pick that in the final standings. Like Ottawa's gonna gonna be best in the league to finish it off. That's that's they're gonna win the spectator trophy. Um yeah, it's it it's hard. There's so many factors that go into it, right? You look at the start of each team and you know, there's that decision obviously to sell or buy. Well, London's able to turn it around quick enough that yeah, they're in a position to buy. They're in a position to to win a championship. This year. They go out and make a make a trade with Hamilton to get Humpy and Winterton, like we mentioned. Well, the Diaco um, trade kind of turned the tables. Started yeah, that well, he you provided a lot of the offense that was missing. That's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it it's tough, right? I'm sure we'll have this discussion come the end of the year. Weeks, but, uh, three weeks, three weekends left to go. I think it's definitely worth the conversation now. Um, 100%. Uh, all right, power rankings before we round out the show. Got a couple minutes left. Uh, Colin, who is your fifth best team in the Ontario Hockey League? 
Yeah, so fifth in the West for me, it's kind of changed because last week this team dropped right out of it. And now there's another team that dropped out that went from two to out from last week. So one, so five for me, I have the North Bay Battalion. North Bay's been red hot, winning three games in a row. They're six, three, and one in their last 10. They're back in. Yeah. Uh, number three for me is the North Bay Battalion as well, Colin. Um, yeah, you know, the obvious choice there would be Barry based off point totals, but the Colts have been phenomenal in the last 10 games. They're on a very good stretch right now. North Bay is looking over their shoulder um, for the Barry Colts when they weren't. Remember when we didn't think it would be a thing? Yeah. Yeah, the the race for third was on. Now Barry's fighting for second. So, yeah, Uh, yeah, I'm with you. North Bay, the number five uh, team in the OHL. Colin, who's number four? For, for me, the Barry Colts. Um, Barry stays the same. I mean, they should go up, but there was a lot of movement there um, in my rankings. So, yeah. Barry goes to four. Yep. Barry's four for me as well. Um, you know, they lose to Hamilton on Thursday in a very high scoring game, seven to five, uh, the final score in that one. Not the score that you want to see against a team that, uh, you know, has 16 points less than you and you're chasing down a Central Division title. So, um, you know, you look at that, they have 82 points. They're only one point back in North Bay with the mm-hmm. same amount of games played. Um, but yeah, Barry, Barry number four for me, they've been they've been on a tear eight and two in their last 10. So uh, yeah. number three, Colin. Yeah, three for me, Sarnia Sting. Sarnia goes from five to three. Sarnia's been good. Um, that was an impressive win over London. I mean, they made London look like they didn't even show up in that game. They made mm-hmm. London look bad. Um, six and one. Um, for me, Sarnia's three. Yeah, so I've got uh, I've got Sarnia higher than that, Colin. Um, it be. No, hey, you know what? Props to props to you. I was gonna do that. Yeah, I I've got I, right now. London's three. Yeah, yeah I, you know um, what? I respect that. I should have did that too, but I'm not. It's in. Yeah, the, so they're number one in the Western yeah. Conference. You just six one. Yeah. 6-1. That's a Western Conference Finals matchup potentially, right? Could you imagine that? London starting in the Western Conference Finals? Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, they're number three for me. Uh, Number two, Colin. Yeah, two for me, London Knights. I really – I like your opinion for Sarnia, I do, but London's there. You know, London's been more consistent. We got to see Sarnia keep doing this. Um, You know what's going to be interesting? Sarnia playing 59 games. To see if they catch the Windsor Spitfires. Mm-hmm. They yeah. won't catch London. They won't catch London, but they can catch the Windsor Spitfires. That mm-hmm. two points is still something there. Um, that would be interesting because Windsor's a little bit on the decline right now. Oh, two and one. Yep. They're not too great. Four, one, four, four, one and one in their last 10. Tongue twister. Um, and uh, it's not really the greatest right now for them. So I wonder if Sarnia's going to catch them and finish two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the one reason I I have Sarnia higher than London is because they are eight zero one and one. That is the current streak they are on right now. That's what um, their past ten has looked like. The fact that you have points in your last ten games, um, you've put yeah. yourself in a spot to be within striking distance of the Windsor Spitfires. Um, you know, a lot of work to do. Still six points behind, 
but I like the I like the way they're going. They've only given up 197 goals on the year so far. We're looking at Windsor. Yeah, they've scored 283 goals, but they've given up 235, which is 38 more than the Sarnia Sting. So they've done a nice job keeping the puck out of their net, which I like. That's a nice that's a nice uh, uh, strength to have as you head down the stretch. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Number two for me, and that makes it pretty obvious, 93 points. They've already locked up the East Division. The Ottawa 67s. Um, number two, eh? No, they're number one. Sarnia is oh, number shit. two for me. I was going to say, I thought you said two at first. So. I might have. I might well, have. I might have screwed that up. But Ottawa 67s, they are number one. 95. Their goal differential is plus 95. They are 8 they're 1 low. and 1 in their last 10 games. Yeah, they're loaded. I mean, yeah, same for me, Ottawa. Yeah, kept yeah. waiting for this team to fall. They're not going to. Yeah, no kidding. Remember um, back when we had North Bay passing them? Yeah. <laughs> kind of no, looked no. stupid then, but. Yeah, old takes get exposed real yeah, quick. Absolutely. Um, yeah, not the greatest look, but it happens. It is In, what it yeah, is. Yeah. One. Also, I just want to mention one thing this weekend, Reese, teams that could clinch. Peterborough Peets, Guelph Storm, Hamilton Bulldogs, Owen Sound Attack, Flint Firebirds. I believe are teams that could clinch this weekend. Say, I think we're going to see a lot of X's this week. This yeah, weekend. I think this once we talk time. again on Monday, two absolutely. Two Next time we record, it's two weeks to go until the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. You have all the Western Conference teams that are going to get in. They are already in playoff spots. Sault Ste. Marie nine points behind Kitchener. Not a chance they are catching the Rangers. Um, and of course, Erie lower than that at forty six. Ice Dogs are already eliminated. Thirty one points on the year. Kingston. Three points behind Oshawa for eighth. That's really the last team that's trying to get into a playoff spot, but they really have not played good well, enough, not nearly good enough to be in the playoffs. Unfortunately for them, look at their schedule. Yeah. They're the hardest schedule. Yeah, they have that West trip coming up. Yeah, they go to London on the 17th. Yeah. That's tough. I think that trip includes London, Sarnia, Kitchener to round it out. I think the one thing you're hoping if you're Kingston is you hope London has the West unlocked and you locked up, and then you hope Ottawa has the league locked up by then because then you might fa- you might not face all the starters of the London Knights. So mm-hmm. you just hope that it's a meaningless game for the Knights and uh, you hope you get a couple freebies there. Yeah, for sure. You all right. That. that that ends the show. Um, we talked about – Numerous things, bagels, the bachelor, bagel, change your life, dough bits too, and yeah. pretty good. Yeah, these, yeah, these go bits, eh? They're like the donuts in Hamilton. Where am I? When? They're they're like Timbits, but apparently way better. Yeah, I can't. Gonna... I can't confirm. That's more of a Colin Ward confirmation that's got to happen. As I kick my I'll charger, show you the train out. The but... These are these are my girlfriends. They're Oreo. Oh, oh, so those are Oreo great. ones. Look at those. Yeah, those look those All look right, pretty I'm good. Yeah. I was about to say those look pretty healthy, but they're donuts oh, they're not healthy. Ah, who cares? <laughs> you only live once. I've never been a big oh that's healthy. I'm gonna eat that kind of person. I'm like donuts, I want that. <laughs> what a what a ending. Yeah, not bad, eh? Um all right, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. As Colin mentioned, numerous teams can lock up a playoff spot this coming weekend. Third last weekend of the OHL regular season and the final home game in the regular season for the Hamilton Bulldogs coming up as well. If you want to see Hamilton play in Hamilton, 
um, you know, for the last time, well, minus at least two playoff games um, in the regular season, this is the last weekend that we can call them the Hamilton Bulldogs. So if you're bored on Sunday and want to come watch the first place 67s, they are at first Ontario center, but say, yeah, last regular season weekend that the Hamilton Bulldogs will be known as the Hamilton Bulldogs. Um, Lots of other action, of course. I'm sure everybody's going to check it out. And for us, we will chat again in seven days.